0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Rangers Review morning briefing for Friday, the sixteenth of December. I'm Derek Clark and I'm joined this morning by Joshua Barry. How are we going on, Joshua? Good. Slightly warmer than last night,
1: Derek, although not that oh, much yes. because it snowed in Glasgow uh, last wow. night. So I know. I know. What, what what's Rare. it like out in the streets? Well, it's that snow where it's not it's a little bit like, a little bit sleety, but um, yeah, okay. i not sam- I've not sampled it yet. I'll let you know.
0: Well, we've been doing uh, we've done a temperature check yesterday, uh, myself and Johnny Joshua. So uh, uh, I'm going to press you to to, yep. to uh, see what the temperature is. It's at minus six in uh, Warrington this morning. I don't know if you can see that. Folks. Is, that the uh, we- is that the weather app you're using? It is the weather app. Yep. Yeah, there sick. we go. Let us know what the temperature is where, where you are, folks. Uh, there was a, a, a guy yesterday. Uh, sorry, I sorry, I forgot his name, but uh, in Alberta, in Canada, minus twenty eight. I believe it was. Or 24. I'm not quite sure, but it was minus 35 a few days ago, which is uh, absolute madness. Really, uh, ridiculous levels of cold. So, uh, yep, yeah. yeah, it's 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 frosty uh, again this morning. It's given um, me
1: it's given me three degrees, Derek. Which is wow. Very difficult. I know, you but it doesn't feel it, it doesn't up. feel like three degrees. So, um, make of that oh. what you will.
0: Well, Matthew Ross uh, from Shetland says uh, it's three degrees there, so he's getting his shots on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Al C says uh, four inches of snow in Dunblane. Wow, uh, quite incredible, really. Uh, looks like we may have a uh, a white Christmas. Uh, four inches, uh, Blair says, and, and in Stirling as well, in snow terms, but r- dramatically not so good. Uh, just take extra care if you're heading out there, folks. As ever, it's an absolute ice rink where I am here. Uh, in Warrington, I've not really seen any gritters whatsoever, Um, so uh, yeah, take care if you're heading out on the roads, minus one in Norwich says uh, Ian, icy as hell, yeah absolutely, Uh, and Jock gets in touch from France, morning guys, sunny and freezing France, minus five here, Um, whereabouts in France are you you from Jock, let us know, is it Norland France, I'd imagine it will be if it's uh, uh, minus five, uh, three degrees and raining in Rothsee. Uh tropical over there uh, for origami dinosaur. And Denzel uh, gets in touch. Hi, Denzel. He says, there's snow here uh, in Gartahan. So, uh, yeah, it seems to be a lot of snow all over the all over the shop at the moment. So, uh, yeah, it seems like we're moving into sledging weather. Are you a, a sledger,
1: Joshua? Yeah, if the, if the snow's there, Derek. But... Um... I don't think. This is not sledging weather today in Glasgow. Anyway, we've done almost three minutes of the weather. Let's speak about the game.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why people are tuning in, of course. It's not uh, the weather review, it's the Rangers review, of course. So let's talk Rangers. Before we do that, you can see a little Christmas offer. uh, Ticker below, folks. Uh, You can sign up to the website just now, just £1 uh, for two months' worth of content. Uh, Head over to rangersreview.co.uk forward slash subscribe for all the details. And it's great to talk about a Rangers win, Joshua. It didn't look like that, I've got to say, after the <laughs> after, yeah. uh, uh, its large spells of that that first half. Um, Rangers, of course, uh, line up a very surprising formation. You could say no Antonio Cholak or Leon King in the matchday squad. We were told afterwards that Leon King uh, was ill uh, and Antonio Cholak uh, was ruled out yesterday afternoon with a calf niggle, so they were not part of the squad. It uh, did see um, Adam Devine start at left-back. We'll touch him him later on. Uh, a makeshift centre-back pairing of John Lundstrom and James Sands. We've seen Ryan Jack and Glenn Kamara uh, in midfield with uh, Malik Tillman and Ryan Kent supporting fashion Sakala and Alfredo Morelos up top, and um, Hibs took the lead early, pretty early on. Ryan Porteous with a free header from a corner, really, really poor goal defensively for Rangers to lose. We'll talk about the defensive uh, problems in a minute. Um, they then then equalised through fashion Sakala, well taken strike from the, the Zambian into the, the bottom corner, uh, only to uh, lose another goal fifty three <laughs> seconds afterwards. Uh, really was a calamity. The ball played through the middle of Sands and Lundstrom and Kevin Nisbet uh, finishing past Alan McGregor. But Rangers responded in the second half. Um, Mike Buell said that he had to calm the players down at halftime. There was a lot of anxiety in the air. They came out second half uh, and Hibbs really offered very little uh, going forward and Rangers dominated uh, from then on. Got the equaliser, lovely goal. Love to see them, Alec Tillman. Joe Aribo style flick on at the near post from a corner. Uh, Ryan Jack with a great striker's instinct to, to bundle the ball home, and then uh, Malik Tillman with uh, great feet uh, to set up the winner. Alfredo Morelos with a tap in, and we've seen that the knee slide once again, which was uh, fantastic to see. And that's how it finished, Joshua. Three two Rangers. Uh, what was your big? What was your main takeaways from the game?
1: Yeah, um, I thought Hibbs controlled the first half, and, and Michael Beale said that. Um, He said, maybe I have to look at myself and say I put too much motion into the occasion and the players played like that. There was a lot of anxiety. Uh, You could tell when the game went 2-1 to Hibs, obviously not helped by the fact that Rangers had no um, out-and-out centre-backs. James Sands has obviously played there a lot this season, but normally next to uh, uh, Liam King, Connor Golds and Ben Davies. Um, But it looked like Rangers didn't have any uh, fit out-and-out center halves, which um, was the case. I thought Hibs targeted their weaknesses pretty well. They got the ball forwards. I thought they were much, they were dangerous in transition. And one of the many things that Beale said in the press conference after was that Rangers started to win those duels and that allowed them to regain pressure. And Lee Johnston, contrastingly, said that the balls that Hibbs played out from the back into their strikers weren't as good after half time. Um, but the, the piece that I've written this morning, Derek, which will be up on the website soon, kind of focuses on. On what Beale said, that he changed at the break. Rangers uh, brought Ryan Jack slightly deeper. They moved Ryan Kent uh, slightly wider, Tillman slightly higher. And they had to basically go around Hibbs. Hibbs are sitting in, in a, a kind of mid block where there was a little bit of space in behind them, which obviously you see for Tillman's third goal. Um, and again, to, to quote what uh, Beale said after, he spoke about Rangers playing closer together, quicker passes forward, more runs forward, um, because in the first half, didn't really look like the football that's been spoken about for this two-week period. And, and Beal said, uh, as you say, that the message was to calm down his his squad at halftime. Mm-hmm. But as well as that, th- the question that he uh, went with in the press conference was what type of football do we want to play? Uh, and as I say, although Hibs didn't have a lot of the ball in the first half, I thought they controlled it because they blocked Rangers' passes um, forward into the full-backs. Again, this is something you can read on the website soon. Um I I thought they yeah, were, were were the team that was in the ascendancy. They looked more likely of adding a third at points than Rangers did of adding an equalizer before halftime. time uh, but after halftime I don't think Hibs had a, a single chance in the second half. Rangers took advantage of of what they were doing, which was which, you know, being slightly passive, trying to get numbers around the ball. Um, and, uh, and and I, th- I think Rangers did that really well after the break. So this, the second half, much more of an, an indication, I think, of the type of football Beal wants to play, but he said he didn't think it was a good uh, performance uh, overall. Again, probably uh, given that lack of control in, in the first half. When you're playing without centre-backs, there it goes. Um, that that's probably going to happen. The second goal in particular is just so, so poor to lose after Fashion's a coward It scored a good goal after some good play by Ryan Kent, who I thought alongside Alfredo Morelos looked much more like the old self. And obviously Malik Tillman again. I I tweeted out after I don't think anyone else in the squad could could do that, has the technical capability and the speed of thought to just um do something that you don't even consider when you're watching it could be a potential, um, but he just moved so quickly. And um, yeah, him playing higher up after the break, I think certainly helped uh, Rangers to, to turn the game. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, Lots of comments uh, coming in here. I'll try and get to a few of them. First of all, this shows the dedication. Love stories like this. George says uh, arrived home 2.30am this morning. It was minus 10 travelling back to Lancashire from Ibrooks, but well worth it to see the famous win. Uh, Absolutely uh, fantastic. Um, This question here, Tillman for me, I think, was was man of the match. Joshua, uh, two assists. uh, uh, he really is a class actor Ian Robertson says I thought Tillman was terrible in the first half had a great second half just looking for some consistency I think it ties in with what we've been talking about is his first full season in, in senior football he is a young lad um, we've got to give him time and, and patience sometimes but when he's on it he's, he's arguably the best player in Scotland he, the, the, his close control is exquisite he sets that winning up for Alfredo Morelos by it. He's great in the air, as we've seen with the goal for Ryan Jack. You just Players just can't get the ball off him as well. He's got a, a physical presence, doesn't he? So uh, uh, what do you make of this, that he was terrible in the first half? I think that's maybe slightly harsh.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess what do you want from a player? He, 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 what player is um, able to produce those moments consistently through a 90 minutes? I, agree. I, I don't think Rangers were good in the first half, which is maybe what... Uh, Ian's alluding to and and Tillman was playing in a slightly different position slightly deeper the speed of play wasn't as good Um, again there'll be lots of examples of this on the website Um, but Tillman again to reiterate a point we we have many times Tillman's 20 this is his first professional season um, and he's producing think of all the big moments that he's produced go back to the last home game at Ibrox in the league, that Hearts winner yesterday. You're right, Derek, not only does he, he get the assist to level the game, but he's the one that produces the bit of quality to create that chance. Not out of nothing, but again, I don't think anyone else in the squad possesses that that speed of action and, and speed of thought. Um, and, and he's 20 and I, I think he, he will only get better. So um, I, I think he's suffered at points definitely from... The fact that what's going on around him, the fact that he's come into a team that, that hasn't been performing anywhere near the, the levels they can reach. Um, and he's had to become a leader quite quickly if, if you think about the, the other attackers around him who haven't been performing to their levels. Saying that, as I, I thought Kent was much better um, uh, yesterday it's been really interesting because I always thought under Van Bronquist, is he, is he better out wide? Are you better isolating him? And increasingly, I think my opinion and many people's opinions maybe change when you see how he combines with people and, and how he, he maybe just is better when he has a lot of solutions around him because there was a few, there was one shot he took um, after he turned away and obviously he was playing in that kind of number 10 position in the first half and it was more reminiscent of the player he was becoming towards the end of Gerard and Beale's era when you thought, that was him coming into his prime, and and he'd really matured from the player in his first couple of seasons who had those moments, but they were sporadic. Even if he, you know, he does keep going and, and keep taking the ball. So I, I agree with you. I thought Tillman was very good. Morelos as well. For me, just looked more engaged, and um, mm. that's quite simple to say. On and off the ball, I, I thought he was a lot better. Um, Tavernier getting on the last line was was really effective, and and again I haven't watched the game back this morning and just kind of writing a piece looking at. Because Bill came into the press conference and he effectively spoke about the changes made at half time tactically, but also trying to reaffirm to the players what type of game, type of football do you want to play? In? And, and um, yeah, it was it was quite apparent. It was quite different after the break. And Rangers probably should have went and added a, a fourth on a, a couple of occasions, which would have obviously made it a bit more comfortable. Equally, there you're right. You can't ignore the defensive fragilities um, in the first half, even if. If you've got two centre-backs, does that? If it's Connor Goldson and Ben Davies, do you concede, especially that second goal? I, I don't think you do. Um, but, no. yeah, Hibbs always seem to be quite close at Ibrox, and that's what Kevin Nesbitt was alluding to in the, in the press conference after the game, um, similar to last season when it was, I think it was a late goal from Alfredo Morelos again to, to get the win for Rangers. Yeah, listen, their injury ravaged
0: as well, Hibs, at the moment. They're in a poor run of form. Colin Cooper gets in touch. It was three assists for Malik. Of course, he had that touch that, that changed the direction of the flight of the ball that, that, that Nisbet latched onto. So, uh, yeah, technically, it is uh, three, Colin. Um, Let's get to a few more of these. Um, William says, uh, Bill said that uh, Cholak would have started if he was fit. Would he have played instead of Morelos or alongside him, uh, probably alongside Joshua. Yeah, I think. that's what he said.
1: He was he was asked about it, and and King and Cholak were both supposed to start, and and he was asked effectively would Cholak have been in place of uh, Morelos or alongside him because Sakala had only played thirty minutes. You will remember at the weekend, yeah. Um, and in the press conference after, Beal had kind of said that was a plan. He was substituted on, but he was substituted off. So now the plan was to play Cholak and, and Morelos together, which uh, which is interesting. Um, I think Rangers benefited from Sakala there because Hibbs played maybe slightly higher than anticipated. Although they were they were defending, they were um, playing a relatively high line, which obviously comes back to to bite them for the third goal. But it looks like Cholak and will be trialed at home, and and I thought the structure looked good, especially in that second half, especially down the left with the combinations between Kamara and. and um, and Divine, who we must uh, mention because I thought he did, again, playing re- out of position, uh, it didn't really look like it. He was awarded the man of the match um, and Kent as well. Divine his, his runs and behind were, were timed really well. A few, you could see his, his left foot was weaker than his right. <clears throat> um, but yeah, overall, to be thrown into that type of game, again, with the anxiety at half-time and the potential for it to go wrong, uh, Beal said before the game, the message is that, that we trust him and um, yeah, it was. He was repaid by that because I thought Devine did really well.
0: Yeah, for me, it's it's the composure on the ball for, uh, that I was impressed with. Um, he doesn't look flustered. He looks assured. He's more than willing to to help uh, in the attacking sense as well. Uh, I was really impressed with young uh, Adam Devine last night. For a young lad as well, I mean, it's, he's only played a handful of games for, for Rangers, so. Um, I thought he was he was fantastic, and I don't have any qualms about him playing uh, at Petardry on Tuesday night, which which ties in with this comment from Ian McDougall, uh, Joshua. With Yoma's out for another five weeks, does Divine keep that spot even when Bonner returns? Um, listen, I think it's his jersey just now. Um, Redfern, that was uh, that was a bit of depressing news last night from the press conference. It is it's the worst possible hamstring injury that, yeah. that he suffered. So I mean, I think he's halfway. Uh, through a twelve-week uh, process, I think he's at week five or six, if I'm not mistaken. Six, so, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, listen, Divine, if he keeps up that level of performance, uh, I think Bond's got a, a job in his hands getting that shirt back.
1: Yeah, I mean, there was positions that Divine got into that you saw. If it's a left footer there, or someone who's more comfortable on that side, it's, it's more dangerous. Um, and I think, especially when you're trying to break a team down to have that kind of natural width to stretch teams, but. Um, he didn't play. I think uh, Beal compared him to John Flanagan. Not compared to him to John Flanagan, but a left footer, a right footer at left back yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. earlier in the week. And he didn't play the role like that. He, you know, he wasn't tucking in and playing out to a winger. He was often the widest player, um, playing inside. And there, there was one pass in particular. I think it was for. I think it was when the game was two all. Um, again, just going back to that play down the left and in, in the second half, where Rangers created so many overloads and, and looked so dangerous. He was able to play a couple of those passes inside when Rangers uh, got an extra man over and Kamara and Kent rotated. I, I thought they worked so well in tandem together, Kamara and Kent. And Kamara just looks so much more natural playing a role that, uh, let's be honest, that suited them coming towards the ball. Still going in behind the points, but again, playing closer to his teammates and and um, with with more opportunities uh, to combine. So I, I do agree. I, I think Devine is his place to lose. Obviously, his more natural position is um, right Ryan. back. Um, but again, to, to go back to what Beal said, if it was on his other side, effectively, he was saying he, he could have had a few assists. And it was, his, it was his ball and his left foot they put in that Sakala got the header from. Um, yeah, it was Kamara that, that won the corner, that won the goal as, as Rangers uh, got a lot of joy down that left-hand side. So, yeah, D- Divine was man of the match. And, and I, I think given the context of um, starting out of position in the league in that type of game, it, it, it was well deserved, even though Tillman and Kent and and, and others were, were impressive, and ultimately the, the match winners.
0: Yeah, Jim says, Bonner is back for him. His experience is needed with us having to make other defensive changes. Yeah, I get your point, Jim. Um, but I thought uh, young Adam Devine did, uh, did himself no harm whatsoever last night, uh, that's for sure. Um, lots of comments coming in. Uh, we'll touch on a few more of them here. Firstly, David Kerr gets in touch. This doesn't sound too good. Sorry for being late, but this slip disc is just brutal troops. Great win, guys. Um, yeah, it doesn't sound too too healthy there, David. Hopefully you're on the on the men soon. Just take it easy, buddy. Um John Johnson gets in touch. Hats off to Kamara. He was a baller last night. His weird left spin on the edge of the Higgs Hibbs box was was fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was back. He looked uh, he just. He looked more like the Kamara we, we all know he, he can be. Yeah. Joshua, doesn't he? I don't know if it's like the Michael Beale effect or or what have you, but he did talk about uh, re- removing that handbrake prior to kickoff. And he certainly looked like someone who was looking to get involved uh, in an attacking sense a lot. Ryan Jack was obviously that insurance policy, if you like, just playing in a slightly deeper role. But I thought Kamara was pretty decent last
1: night. Yeah, I mean, I think that if you watch that game last night compared to the game against Hearts, what's that, about not quite a month ago? Just under a month ago, the style's completely different. Um, even if you're just going back and watch twenty minutes, you, you you'll see Tillman and I think it was Tillman and it was Tillman and Lundstrom who were the kind of advanced midfielders, and they're always trying to run beyond the striker. Players aren't playing close together. There's a lot more width. Uh, the fullbacks are pushing up at times, but they're always deeper than than wingers. So I think it's just the overall style suits them. Yes, I think the kind of um, aggressive high line. Uh, counter-pressing style fits uh, Kamara, and, but it's mainly the ability to not not build up slow because Van mm-hmm. Bronckhorst football was called slow, but I, I think it's kind of slower with a purpose at points. It's about moving the opposition to then go and uh, create openings, uh, I, Rangers being in control, I guess Beal would say, in, in, against a and again, to uh, quote him, playing like the big team. And, and Kamara is perfectly suited like that because he can go beyond, and it's not as if he's someone who doesn't have the feat that the comment mentions or the ability to create or go beyond players, but his game, I don't think is what Van Bronckhorst used him in domestically, which is always running beyond and, and almost making those second striker runs. So I I just think the the style suits him more. And and again, the same for, for for Kent, um, who played centrally in the first half and then moved out to the left and in the second took a lot of hits. Him throughout the game, but but just keeps going. And and we should talk about Morelos as well, Derek, because he gets the winner. Um, there's a couple of moments as well in the first half where he, where he came close. For me, that was his his best performance in, in a while. And I, I think the issue always with him towards the end of Van Bronckhorst's uh, era was, you know, I, I remember when um, the game against St Mirren, he switched the ball out of play at one point and Van Bronckhorst, who didn't of, often get visibly angry, turned to the bench and told Robbie Ur to warm up. Yeah, and and I don't know if that was just to to kind of you know coax Morelos into to playing a playing a bit better, but you think how is if there is any opportunity of Rangers keeping Morelos for for long term or for sell on value, how does that happen? And and there is now a, with Beal using two strikers at least at home it looks like domestically. Um, able to get them both in the team there is a bit of a template for him to play more football perhaps alongside uh, Cholak and and you see the benefit of playing two goal scorers last night that chance that Sakala has it isn't necessarily a high value chance I don't think if that's someone like a an R fielder or another midfielder in that position he necessarily scores so yeah it shows the benefit of having more goal scorers on the pitch again which is something that Beal's spoken about quite a lot in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, that's a call chance.
0: It was uh, 0.08 xG, and when you hit it, it was uh, 0.6. So uh, that tells you how... Uh, good a uh, strike it was from, from Sakala. Uh, that analysis, folks, um, will, will be on the site uh, shortly after this video. So so keep your eyes peeled for that as we delve into the detail of last night's win. Um, Craig Hutton said uh, Morelos looked sharper uh, and slimmer. He was coming in for a bit of criticism at halftime. I noticed, especially on social mm-hmm. media, I thought he'd done okay. Um, he wasn't the worst player on the park. But yes, yeah, certainly that goal and the winning goal will do him the world of good. And you he can't help but but love the celebration, the knee slide, and the fans chanting his name again. Uh, um, will do him the world of good, I think, as well. So long may that continue from Alfredo. He's got a long way to go to, um, to to build that that, that trust again. I think uh, amongst the the supporters. Um after what has been a very abject season for him so far. But uh, if he continues scoring winners and goals like that, uh, then uh, I think that will do him no harm whatsoever. Um, Lots of questions coming in here. Um, Matthew Ross says, I enjoyed it, the front line rotation. It's something we didn't do under Gio. I noticed that, Joshua, last day. I'm sure you did too. Loved that Ryan Kent just picking up pockets of space all over that that front line. Uh, as a defend- If you're a defender for Hibs, then it will cause you all sorts of issues. when you- Who's going to pick him up and what have you?
1: But that uh, combination play uh, was pleasing to see. Uh, yeah, it's a great point by Matthew because I think that, again, we've only got two games and one of them was a friendly. Mm-hmm. But the thing that's interested me um, the most when you're looking at Beal and Gerrard and what's going to be different, because obviously there was issues towards the end under Gerrard and you can't just, you know, come and reinstate that style of football with the same players I think and and, and expect there's not be any difficulties and and it's been the rotation and the kind of flexibility um, or fluidity of the, of the front three last night at points you see Sakala or Kent picking the ball up wide uh, on the left Morello's doing the same on the right and I think what that does is it means that if, if you have that framework and that clear idea of how you want to play but then you can also have an element of, of surprise within that and Defenders being faced with different tasks. Maybe at one point, a fullback's defending another fullback, at another point, a winger's out there uh, going 1v1 against them. Because under Van Bronckhorst you had at points, I guess, the, uh, in Europe, that unpredictability. But then when you came into domestic games, there wasn't that clear, successful, de- definable style. Um, under Gerard, towards the end, I think it became too predictable. So if Beale can kind of get the the happy medium where you look at his team and you know how they're going to play. But as Matthew alludes to, it's not rigid and players obviously have that freedom. And we know that because he, he said it numerous times. I think it was his Sky interview at the, the weekend when he said he thinks Morelos and Kent are both at their best when they're completely free. And and Kent, I thought it was one of his best performances in the wild last night. Um because he was able to pick up the ball in so many areas, but also because he was playing closer to his teammates and not as isolated, which, as I say, I, I always thought maybe under Van Bronkhorst that was a benefit because he can go either way and he's so hard to defend. Um, but yeah, my, my, I think my opinion, along with probably a lot of other people, is starting to change just because last night I thought he looked much more like his his old yeah. self, like he was towards the end of the, the last title winning season yeah i've got a question here i'm going to pose to you joshua from andy davy can you explain the xg to an old bear <laughs> over to you expect to go so um you use the sakala shot derek mm-hmm. earlier as, a, as an ex- example so sakala's goal andy the expectation based on and this is based on numerous things um, they, they take that chance they look at the number of defenders in front of him the position of the goalkeeper the position of his teammates but effectively, the area of, of, of where the shot's been taken and, and based on thousands of other shots that are generated in this model, what is the expectation that that goes in out of 100 times? So 0.08 is, is not very high. A shot from outside the box might be a 0.02 or a 0.03. Um, but it's just a, a barometer. You know, someone like Sakala, as we have just mentioned, he might be able to take greater advantage of a 0.08 expect to go shot than um, a, a defender, James Sands, left foot shot from outside the box, for example, uh, was was uh, was not likely to go in. So it's it's just helpful because as opposed to saying Rangers had 20 shots, that could be 20 shots from outside the box. What's the likelihood of those turning into goals? Not that likely. Or you could have five shots, but those five shots could all be of a higher value, closer to goal, with less defenders in the way. Um, and, the, and the stats form one that we use, which is on the website, is is the most advanced one because... Yeah. Um, it considers, then you've got, I won't go too far into this, but you've got post-shot XG, hmm. which then considers how, how effectively how well the player's taken the chance, how well the keeper's performed. So you mentioned that's the call one, Derek. I'd imagine a big reason it was so hard to stop was purely because of the power he got behind that. Yeah. And one of the things that Stats Bomb is, is able to measure is shot uh, velocity, which um, obviously is, is important because it comes into whether a keeper can save it or not. So hopefully yeah. that was... a uh, uh, Well simpler. described. Yeah, yes, that was a fantastic you. explanation. But as Craig
0: Andrews says, final stat 3 2. That is all that matters at the end of the day. Big hello to Paul Sturrock, uh, gets in touch, uh, been to hospital for an 8 o'clock appointment, now in Starbucks, watching three points in the bag, and we move on. And I wanted to get y- your thoughts on this, Joshua, um, because uh, Michael Beale did discuss this last night, uh, quite a controversial uh, topic, it's fair to say, with Porteous' performance last night, should we go after him? Now, he was asked about this, Michael Beale, uh, on BBC Sports Sound last night, he said he's not someone we've spoken about, To be honest, we've not spoken about any targets right now. The club had some targets they maybe had in mind. I've come in I want to work with this group. Everything has been a bit of a whirlwind over the last two weeks. My focus has firmly been on this group. I think Ryan is a good young player. He sort of played in a new position tonight. Fair play to him. He scored a goal and I've seen him come through really. I was here when he made his debut and he's going on to play for Scotland. But at the moment, I think he's part of their squad and I wouldn't want to speculate on that. I know it's come out that he's not going to sign a contract. That means he must have something on his mind if that's the case. That wouldn't be Rangers, as we haven't discussed it yet. That uh, sort of puts it to bed. But he has an admirer of um, of uh, Ryan Porteous. Uh, he played midfield last night, of course. Um, what did you make of him, uh, Joshua? I
1: thought he was pretty good in midfield, considering it's not his position. And obviously, when you you seen that goal go in, and uh, you thought like, it had to be him because of, I guess, all the the talk and his and his previous history with. Um, you know, notable moments against uh, Rangers. It was a comment after the was it the, pre- the cup semi final, wasn't it? Um, that I think wound up and uh, definitely wound up a few people. Uh, but Bill, I guess Bill's comments, as, as you say, put it to bed. Um, yeah. that equally, if, if there was something going on behind the scenes, I don't think he's going to come out and, and say that in an interview. You know, no one knew about the team news the day before in the press conference. Sometimes managers don't say what they don't want to say, but yeah, I'd be, I'd be surprised if, if he did end up at Ibrox. Um, but yeah. um, I, th- I thought he, he did pretty well in midfield last night, given that wasn't his, isn't his natural position. Yeah, RFC56 says you should feel ashamed,
0: Derek, by asking that. I apologize no. <laughs> i We'd just like to to, to ans- ask the, the, just the questions that are posed in the comments section, I like to involve as, as much as possible. So right, right, right. I do apologise uh, for, for bringing that up. And a and hello to uh, Darcy Smith who gets in touch. Uh, uh, she says that she is a, a Huddersfield Town fan. Of course, Kenny Miller down there, his first team coach, mm-hmm. uh, joined up in the last uh, couple of weeks. So... Wish Kenny all the best down there, uh, teaming up with Mark Fotheringham uh, down there at Huddersfield. Uh, good club, uh, the Terriers. Um, so uh, I hope they have a, a good season uh, from here on in. Uh, let's get to a few more of these uh, questions. Uh, Quantum Skyline gets in touch firstly, Joshua. He says, uh, did Josh agreed, having been at Ibrooks last night, uh, the game was okay, but that was the coldest he's ever felt That the Fit. I couldn't feel my feet by half time. How cold was it, Joshua?
1: Yeah, well, we were saying this before we came on. Um, first half, I was actually okay, and I was thinking, "Have I, have I dodged it?" Um, and then by the end of the game, I was so cold. And uh, but t- tell you what, you like this, uh, Derek, David, Edgar, good friend of the show, had a heated uh, cushion with him. So, wow! Yeah, that's how that's how he, he kept himself warm. But yeah. I mean, it was so cool. I was doing the TikTok at the end. Um, yeah, I could see your breath. It, it was scared. almost like stars in their eyes. It was. I had, to, I had to stop it a few times because I was so cold <laughs> and if you just kind of fogged up the camera. So um, yeah, it was. I, I, I will. I don't think we'll be at a colder football game than that for a while um, mm. until Ross County probably actually on the twenty on third or Aberdeen <laughs> next week.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's going to be a cold one. You can. You can. God, I'm getting just chilly just thinking about that. Uh, Andy Mac says Union Bears were superb last night. Yep, I have to take my hat off to them. A great display again celebrating yeah. their 15 year anniversary um nobody does displays like them another fantastic tifo wasn't it joshua
1: yeah it was uh, it was um where i was sitting you couldn't quite work it out until i've seen a photo of it from the the other side of from from the copeland side of the stadium but um yeah it was it was it was impressive one of many uh, impressive tifo displays um which always obviously helps create a fantastic atmosphere before the game, and then um, then there was there was other things as well uh, when the game started, and then at halftime as well. So it, it was a great yeah, game. It was, it was a really good occasion, and and um, you know when Sakala scored, the stadium really got up for it, and then Hib score yeah. and um I, I think everyone was just stopping celebrating by the time that Nesbit puts the ball in the, in the back yeah. of the net. Um, but yeah, it was it, it was a fantastic atmosphere, especially when Morello scores that winner. So. Good yeah. to have a night that I think did, did justice to to the occasion of a, a new era and a
0: new manager. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Certainly plenty to work on. Michael Wheel did touch on that in his post-match interview. I don't think anyone was getting carried away uh, defensively. He did say he has to get his uh, centre-backs back uh, and I imagine Ben Davis will be... And um, well, we, we'll have more training sessions as well. Connor Golson, uh, of course. So I think at least one of them will be playing on Tuesday at Patodri. Derek Hood says, Thanks for the explanation on the XG, Joshua. It was clear and concise but I still don't have a clue what you're talking about. So, no at all, Derek. That's but, what I was going for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, excellent stuff. Right, folks, I think <laughs> that'll do us there. Thanks to everyone for getting in touch with the programme as ever. It's greatly appreciated. Um, what? Uh, just a reminder, the Christmas offer we've got on the website, just a pound for two months' worth of content. It's packed full of Rangers Uh Content on there at the moment. So much to to keep me amused. Uh, Just a pound for two months, as I say. Just head over to rangersreview.co.uk forward slash subscribe for all the details. And you can see that little banner on your screen as well. uh, If you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also, uh, over 10,000 now subscribing. So thanks very much for for your support. We'll be back again on Monday. Looking ahead to that game on Tuesday. They're coming thick and fast now. Um, But until then, enjoy your Friday and your weekend.